Hi, boobies. Hi, boobies. Oh, <laughs> I just fell. Question mark. So today is a very special episode because we have our friend Subin here. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> we got a third mic, but apparently it was pointless. Honestly. Yeah, I can't. We don't have the connections on our laptop to set it up. So yeah. So Alice and I are on one mic, and Subin's our interviewee. Interviewee is on one mic. So Alice and I might bubble. <laughs> Popo is kissing Korea. Oh my god. Okay. But, okay. Let's get into it. We got a juicy one today. Right? It's, I think it's juicy. What do you think, Subin? <laughs> I hope it's juicy, but... No, it's pretty juicy. I mean, I, I think it's also very personable of a topic, because it's about friendship and security. Oh. Yeah, fitting the podcast theme, I feel like. Because you guys talked about, like, friendship and insecurity separately. Mm. Oh, so I'm bringing it bringing together. Bringing it together. Yeah. But today, we're talking about something in particular. So, because we know that there's, like, a broad range of, like, different types of insecurity within friendship. But this one, we're talking about friendship of three. And Subin's just going to start off by talking about her experience with it. Yeah, so I feel like ever since maybe like high school to even college, I kind of just ended up naturally in a friend of friendship of three. And it's like obviously not intentional, but if I'm like friends with one friend, like my natural habit and like my, uh, what's it called? Like extrovert personality, like outgoing personality makes me want to like link my friends together and that brings me joy, right? But then it kind of takes a turn and my joy turns into my insecurity. So it's just like somehow um, something that I had to overcome. But through certain experiences, like even in college, I feel like there were just moments where I felt like I was quote unquote stuck in a group of three and I couldn't get out of it. And I was leaning towards feeling bitter or negative feelings at one point and I knew that that's not like the right kind of friendship I was going for so that was like the start and then naturally like whether it was good or bad friendships like it just ended up being a group of three and then even in this like friendship with Erica and Allison too like we're a group of three unintentionally but in that I've grown just from bitterness to in the beginning of just realizing friends friendships of three to now realizing that there is so much more joy in a friendship of three and that's the process we're gonna talk about today I have a question so yeah. what was it about a group of three that made you feel insecure so I think it like I said before, like it starts with me introducing a friend to someone else and not saying I'm all that, but literally that's just literally how it happened for all my interactions with friends. And that kind of led me to feeling like, oh, maybe they're getting closer, which is the whole point of me introducing those friends together. But then they get closer and then I naturally kind of like go out and do my own thing and meet other friends and like do other things. And then I realized that those two friends that I introduced are getting closer and closer and I like natural instinct like Satan is like think coming over me and I'm like oh I feel so excluded or I feel like they kind of forgot about me kind of sense so I think that's what kind of spurred my thoughts on friendships of three and like my quote-unquote trauma of it because you know that's just how human nature be mm -hmm. so would it just be like feeling FOMO in mm -hmm. that friendship because like you feel like you're not partaking in the same activities with them I think that's how it 
initially starts too. I feel like it starts with just activities, like little like dates here and there, and then it kind of leads into, oh, I feel like I don't know what that person is going through, or I want to know more about something, but I'm just like not the first person that they go to for like feelings or like any types of like, I don't know, rants that they have to talk about. I'm just like not the the first person that they go to, which kind of leads into, oh, like I'm not, I'm being forgotten. Like they don't think that I am a good friend of theirs or something like that. Wait, I have a question. So did, were you the first person for these people like in the past before the other two got close? Yeah, I think it was usually like, oh, okay, there's some instances where we naturally all, like the three ended up being friends together, but then there has been moments where, oh, I kind of introduced this friend to the other person, but then they got closer. Or like, let's say, so say you introduced friends A and B to each other, right? Mm -hmm. It was you, A and B. Mm -hmm. So then were you like A's go-to person and B's go-to person, and then they became each other's go-to person, and that's what started the insecurity type of thing? Or I is guess it like, so. But it's, it's more like I was more close with A than B, but then it's mainly because B didn't have a source of person to go to, like, to begin with. Like, they were just kind of, like, there. But then as soon as I introduced them, A became B's and B's became A's kind of thing. Sounds like true. Uh, I see, I see. Yeah. So then how did you like overcome mm-hmm. those insecurities do you think or like did, do you think those like having that insecurity took a toll on like the group's mm-hmm. dynamic mm-hmm. in any way well i feel like there were certain moments where like years before when this happened it was more like oh i kind of mom puddle like kind of was vulnerable to my other friend within that group of three about like my feelings and then even then i was like oh i told this friend my feelings but then i felt like like my immature and irrational thoughts were like how come i told this per like this friend my insecurities and my being vulnerable about a problem but nothing changed how come like like she just listened to it and then like she didn't really help me with any she was just a listener and she never really actively helped but then that's when my intrusive thoughts were like why is it her responsibility it's like something that i should have handled on my own and i was setting such a high expectation for the friendship which is where i went wrong too and it's like just because i feel a certain way i can't let that trigger the other person because that like stresses them out and like that makes them like be in this loophole with me and then i like fall into another rabbit hole i feel like it's okay to have expectations but i I also feel like i don't think there's anything wrong with feeling a little iffy or some type of negative way if you share struggles that may have to involve the other person that you're telling it to and then they don't really do anything about it i feel like you can still have some level of reciprocation of action because like in that way, you would have felt heard and like mm-hmm. understood mm-hmm. if they did something about it. But that would make sense for you to feel negative if mm-hmm. like all they did was just like, oh yeah, that must be hard and then continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like the aspect of love language was also so different. Like how the other two expressed their friendship values to me was very different than what I expected out of a friend or like wanted out of a friend. So for example, like for them, they're not the type to do words of affirmation or they're not like, like it's not as important for quality time to them. But then for me, those are one of my top two. So I expected those actions and words out of them. But then to them, it's like subtle gift giving or like, it's like, it could be so many other types of love languages that I never realized. And I was so selfish of thinking like my expectations should be their expectation. Like the way I want things should be how they give it to me. 
kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal. So that was just like in the past too. I, I think I struggled with that. I don't think you had any like unrealistic expectations yeah. or anything. I think like voicing how you feel is like totally valid to yeah. in a friendship, right? It's just like I think expecting them to be the solution might not be a fair mm-hmm. right. expectation, but like expecting like comfort or even yeah. like them to kind of like at least like check on you here and there i feel like it's yeah. their thing like in that mm-hmm. like way you are vulnerable mm-hmm. like there's some level of like self-awareness they need on their part in consideration for their friend if they truly do care for you and the the friendship that they have mm-hmm. with you too i think that's another thing that you start to learn in relationships whether it be like romantic and or just friendship is like love languages and how you give and receive is a really big thing and i feel like discovering that and like becoming more aware of what is yours and also accepting that other people can have mm-hmm. different ones which is obviously very very normal and like Wait, I have a question though. Mm-hmm. This is slightly off topic. Do Thanks you for cutting me off like that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's but, normal. Anyways, get <laughs> Oh wait, I thought you were done talking. <laughs> this is like that time in Friends. Remember? Do you remember that episode in Friends where like um Rachel and Joey come into the coffee shop and like Rachel and Joey were both just like, oh my gosh, I have something to tell you. And then Rachel's just like talking about how she's like get, got promoted and all these things and she's getting assisted. And like she was like halfway through her story and then Joey's just like, like I'm back on days of our lives. And they're like, oh my gosh, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rachel's like, I wasn't done with my story. And he's like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I thought you were done too, not gonna lie. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, you just took too long of a pause then. Oh, really? This is where my insecurity starts. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, oh, continue okay. though. But this is slightly off topic. Do you mm-hmm. think like, you know how in relationships, it's like kind of important for like your love languages to match or like mm-hmm. the way you give and receive like needs to complement each other, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least like there should be effort to match it in that way. Do you think you should have the same expectations in friendships? Because I don't think I do. Like I'm like a very words of affirmation and like, yeah, quality time person, right? But I don't like expect my friends to give me words of affirmation. Like and I don't you would like your significant. Yeah, but you. my significant other, I would be like, why don't you say this to me? <laughs> so you love me. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like love languages in like romantic sense and like in a friendship sense, it's different. But I think I still do appreciate it sometimes when like my friends give me that type of affirmation. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Like sure. I still feel loved. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't. If they're just like you're such a great friend, I'm like okay. <laughs> Like, chill with that. Like I wanted it, but, like, not like that. Yeah. yeah. I, it's because it's, like, it's not that intimate type of yeah, love. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's why I'm, like, I don't know if I would, like, expect that. Like, I think my expectations of friends is much lower than that of, like, partners. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, even, I think, like, even me, like, voicing some things to my friends sometimes, I, like, don't expect them to fix things. Not mm-hmm. that I expect, like, my partner to fix things either, but, like, I feel like I put less of an obligation or less hope right. on them yeah. in that sense, and right? And I think... Like, in ties of that, I feel like with a significant other, like, my my personality, given that I'm not confrontational, hate conflict, and all that kind of stuff, like, with a significant other, I felt like, like, I just had to. But then, in the past, I was like, oh, my friends know me, and, like, they know this, so I don't really have to put an effort. They already know me, kind of thing. So I think I, like, this kind of ties into what I wanted to talk about next, because... It kind of deals with communication and how I was able to overcome now because in the past, given my insecurity plus shyness plus non-confrontational person, even though I had all of these things in my head, it never came out. And I never like felt the need to come for it to come out and I never knew the impact that it would have made if I had spoken out Mm -hmm. about it, like raw. But then nowadays, I feel like even just within us, 
I've talked about something because I treasure you guys so much that even though I had those thoughts, I knew I had to like suck it up and just say it because it's like, that means I'm giving up for some reason. Like it ties into, oh, if I'm not going to try, then it feels like I'm just giving up on this friendship, which I felt like I've always just wanted to treasure so much. But it's like, I'm, I was all mouth. I was always like only saying, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I never did it. <laughs> or like, oh, I want to do it. And I never do it. So it's kind of like, the aspect of you guys helping me realize the importance of speaking out your thoughts or else it will never get communicated was like one of the biggest things that helped me overcome this insecurity. Wait, I have another question. So like earlier, and I think this kind of ties into what you were saying too. Like you were saying that you had a more like hands-off approach in your friendships. Like, oh, like they know me. So like, I don't have to explain myself kind mm -hmm. of thing. Do you think that like also contributed to the insecurities or like them not getting results? I mean, I think that's kind of what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, because you were like more hands-off and you're like, oh, I introduced them, but I was also like going, doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think that, because you're doing your own thing too, like that also contributed to you not confronting people about your feelings? Yeah, I think so. I feel like I've also should have been like, yes, more communicative to them. But I also realized that now, like I was, because I was so hands-off, it's kind of as if I never really like bothered to deepen my relationship with someone because I'm like, oh, they got each other kind of thing. Oh, like I've introduced them. So now that they're getting closer, they have each other. So I feel like my, like where we started in like a race, even though those two like were like a little bit behind me, now I'm like taking my time, but they're like getting faster and faster kind of thing. Mm. So I'm like not bothered. I'm like, oh, I'm taking my time. I'm letting them go. I'm just kind of enjoying the scenery kind of thing. But then that gets to me at the very end. I'm like, oh, why did I take my time? <laughs> like I should have also deepened my relationship with them and not just relied on or like filled my head space up with like insecurity, insecurity or like sadness, bitterness and all those negative emotions. But instead have acted upon it and kind of deepened my relationship one on one or like together, like put more effort and time into it. But I feel like also during college, I just had so many other things going on in my life that I like never prioritized it as much as I thought of it. So I think that's one of the biggest factors. But I also feel like if they get close at the end of the day, that it, it won't matter. Like they're still going to value you just mm -hmm. because they're getting close to other people. Doesn't mean like the other person is any less than or less valued in mm -hmm. any way. It's completely normal to have different relationships grow and some relationships mm -hmm. die down like that. I think it's just life. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think if especially if you see it as a race, that's already like immediate comparison, which comparison is a thief of all joy yeah i i was just gonna say like i feel like it like friendships aren't like a competition and mm -hmm. like how are we supposed to be more close than these mm -hmm. other people or something right like i think i said in another episode it's just like to me like friendship is like it's like a ball of gum or like tinfoil like you can only like add to it like with more people you yeah. know and i think that's what current day i feel like when i mentioned it with you guys too that was one of the biggest like oh moments of within a friendship that i had to kind of understand and actually live out because like the way that yes you guys provided me with so much affirmation so much like reassurance and knowing that like oh i don't have to be there every single time for me to think that they value me less as a friend so i think that also came with how much like you guys also put in the effort to me but also how it was overcome through so much communication slash like affirmation but also understanding that there's like a give and take in any relationship significant like in a romantic or a friendship relationship too so yeah that was a lot of internal healing plus external healing that kind of went into that process 
Yeah, I feel like that just comes with like any problems, like you learning how to also deal with it on your own mm-hmm. and having people who truly care for you and love for you also help you through that situation, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've always talked about this with you before with like communication and confrontation. <laughs> like I'm always just like, Sue, and just say it. Or because for, I've said this time and time again, but it's like, they will never know. Like, you know that TikTok sounds, how they know. They won't know. They know. Yeah. yeah. But that's literally how will they know. And that's why it's like, you can't get bitter at people if you don't say anything. Cause then that's also unfair on the other person. Cause it's, they can't read minds either. So I feel like communication always like all around, hands down, best mm-hmm. yeah. step. I've seen like so many TikToks that are like, oh like as an adult if you don't communicate your problems then like there's no problem between like if Mm -hmm. i don't say to you that there's a problem then the other person is never gonna know that there's a problem like there is no problem to them because nothing was said Mm -hmm. right like you can't like live off of assumptions or like assuming yeah that people are gonna know how you feel or Mm -hmm. things like that but it's hard like confronting people is hard it is hard It's, it's a very big girl move but i've said it before i think in an episode of the podcast but real relationships require real conversations I, th- I think it's like the idea of, oh, like, but they know me. Like, actually, it's like we, we can try, be close. But we don't really know. Yeah, exactly. We don't know how you think, what you've been through, like the true feelings you had. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say one thing, but feel another. So, yeah, like, it's, it's a huge thing. But, like, can you talk more through, like, the internal processing that you did? Yeah, I mean, like, this mind, the way I healed is definitely, like, within what I've said so far is, like, within the friends, like, how was I able to heal through that? But also internally and personally, I think there was a lot of self-awareness that I had to realize within this conflict or that season of time because I realized that, like, the weight and, like, the high pedestal that I held friendship was so high that, like, it was to the point where I, I realized, oh, Man, I held it so high that I felt bad for enforcing that on to my friends. And to them, like, they realize this, but it's also, like, for some, it may not be as high as mine, but it also could be, like, higher or lower than mine. So it's, like, realizing that I shouldn't be putting friendship on a pedestal and, like, really living my life, like, fully recognizing that there's so many other things that I should be worrying about and, like, caring about, too, in addition to friendship that I, in my head, I was only, like, friends, 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 friends. And then like side other parts too, but there was just so much that I held to it and so much weight that I held to it that it kind of, I realized that it was like stressing and help like kind of bringing the other person down too with me, which is kind of like the whole, it's kind of ironic because I'm, I want friends because I want to be there for them. But then I'm like feeling bad because I'm kind of holding them down and making them go through something with me. So I think I kind of had to realize on my own, like, Jesus moment but I had to like really pray hard and really realize that like my only identity should be through God and through Christ but not through anyone else and being more self-aware about that and kind of just living my own life it doesn't have to be just with friends I could be just like kind of improving on my own too and like doing stuff for me like oh letting myself go on a date by myself like running errands and doing whatever I want like it doesn't mean I have to be with people every time but this is because I'm an E in a Myers-Briggs I love being with people so that's why I naturally feel like oh if I'm not there I'm missing out but just realizing that I can have some I in me you know just like enjoying my own time I feel like friends 
Also, it depends on the context, right? And I know the context you're talking about, like, I want to be there for them, but then you feel like because you're sharing the insecurity of friendship and feeling like it's like a weird, like ironic roundabout thing. Weird, you know? It's like a weird limbo. Yeah. Indian, yeah. But then at the same time, it's you also have to understand like your friends are supposed to be there for you and support you. And when you're down, like they will be down with you and help bring you back up. You know, like that's why it's really important to surround yourself with a good support system. But you mentioned how like it was very much friends, 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 friends for you. I know friendship is important and all, but when you talked about other people, like some people are just like, oh, I love groups of three because if oh, I'm yeah, not yeah. there, like they, oh then they can hang out, yeah, you know? Yeah. Other people have a different perspective mm-hmm. about it. So like what happened or like was there a certain reason for you yeah. to become very much like friends in your mind? You know what I mean? So how was I able to like overcome that? No, part? no, no. Or like, what? She's like saying, I get why friends are important, but like what made them that so important, important to you to where it's like this like insecurity might have come up kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've also shared this with like upperclassmen sisters when I was a first year in college. I remember this like so many times. I've always said like, like I really value just having a lot of people around me. And it was just like, a true quantity over quality person. That's who I was in the beginning. And I think that's kind of what stemmed and stirred the I need friends, friends, friends around me in order to for me to feel secure, feel love because I was also struggling with self-love. So I thought that seeking validation and affirmation or like hearing affirmation from other people, especially close friends around me, would make me love myself more. So I think that's kind of what stirred the value and the importance of friends in my life because I knew that I couldn't give it to myself. So I said I needed from someone else. And that was the quantity of friends that I really valued. So would you say that your love language in receiving from friends is still the same as it was back then? I feel like, oh, it's definitely still the same. I really enjoy and treasure quality time slash words of affirmation. It's almost like neck to neck for me. But I, the way I view it and if I don't receive it is, and that aspect is what's different. Like how I used to think of, oh, if I don't receive it, I'm going to think X, Y, Z negative things about this person. They don't value me. And like I go into this rabbit hole. But then now if I like in certain moments, it's not like I need it like 24-7, you know. But then back then, if I didn't get it like almost every day or like some sense of like little action that showed me, oh, because that little action, I, I realized that I really like they treasure me because they just did that. Like it was so immature and childlike. But now it's, I'm kind of growing out of, oh, even if I don't, first of all, I don't need it 24 seven. That's kind of too much. And even if there are certain moments that I'm not there, or if like, I don't think that I receive it every day, it doesn't undermine the fact that they still treasure me as a whole. You know, it's not like they're thinking about me 24 seven, you know, they're not thinking about you know, a flower 24-7 or like whatever. Yeah. Wait, so I have a question. Do you think you're a quality over quantity friendship person now? Quality. Yeah, quality over quantity. Yeah. Okay. And then do you think like, or like how do you think you view friendship differently now? Quality versus quantity before versus now? Well, first of all, like I will really say, yeah, like proudly, I think I have... I have very close sisters around me, right? And it's like less than 10 fingers. And that's completely fine. Like the aspect of thinking that that's fine is another big step of mine, surprisingly. I know it's like not that big of a deal. Don't put yourself down like that. You keep doing that, by the way. It is how my life has been. (laughs) But um, 
Yeah, like Erica briefly mentioned a little bit before, like I was talking to this friend one night, like we were just like sleeping on her bed and I was like, right before we fell asleep, I told, I asked her, hey, like, what do you think about friendships with three? Like really randomly, she knew nothing about my insecurity, she knew nothing. And I just brought it up because I didn't want her to have any like biased answer or try to like, like soften it up or anything. I was like, just raw, like, what do you think of friendships with three? And the first response of her, I thought she was going to go through like a whole episode of like what she's been through and how she had friends of three. And she was like, oh, dude, it's awesome. And I said, what? <laughs> Why is it awesome? And she said, because it's so simple. If one person's not free, the other is. And if one person's not free, the other is. So I thought, oh, true. <laughs> like, it was like so simple in the way that she like brightened up just like talking about the joys of a friendship of three was so eye-opening and eye bought like boggling to me that I thought oh maybe I should just like think on a more simpler side like she does and just think it is a joy to have a friendship of three instead of always thinking oh, I'm another three like you know like bringing myself down like even before it deepens I think that was one of the first big realizations of mine yeah like moving on like moving forward I remember when you first told me about it, like I heard that from you several times after that, meaning like even though you heard it, it's it still didn't digest, mm-hmm. digest, yeah. right? Then like that's okay because like your mindset and perspective at the time was more negative because it's like that that's what you're going through, your insecurity. And given that you had prior experience to that, you know? But like, yeah, like I think that's like also like valid for her to have that perspective it's just like she was seeing it more positively whereas you mm-hmm. viewing it more negatively but like both are valid mm-hmm. in their ways i totally understand because mm-hmm. i honestly like in groups of three two it's like i've been like the left out one but i think it's like i also just like how did you overcome that or like, did you even feel anything <laughs> not really i kind of knew already that the other two were closer because like i was the new person to that oh, group okay. so i kind of was just like whatever like i i didn't really have any expectations i was like it makes sense that they're closer i realized insecurity really stems from feeling like you don't have control over the situation so like the moment you kind of accept the way that things are it's just kind of like there's that and also (laughs) my my motto for insecurity that i say throughout the podcast the world doesn't revolve around you (laughs) you're not that important no honestly though like (laughs) we're little specks on the ground we are ants but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you don't, because in that sense, you're putting yourself on a pedestal too, being like, why aren't you yeah, catering to me? To me? Yeah. Why aren't you? Yeah. yeah, all these types of things. So yeah. it's like, that's also a dangerous mindset to have. I look back on even just like, even though I went through this problem like recently too, I look back on like years from when I first had this big quote unquote insecurity and like trauma. I was like, that's so funny. I was so immature. <laughs> I mean, and my, I'm probably gonna look at, back on this in years and be like, oh, so funny. But yeah, but I mean, it's just a part of growing up. I mean, I think yeah. it's like the way you felt and like the things mm-hmm. you're going through are totally valid, mm-hmm. and it's a perfectly yeah. normal thing to feel. Like that's why you feel that way, you mm-hmm. know. But I mean, I think even that though was really hard to accept. Like me thinking that my problem is normal and that it's okay to feel that way is like something that I couldn't grasp because I'm like, am I the only one that feels this? Because I feel like the other two or chill it like kind of you know like i think that's one of the things that i let myself down a lot on like i'm the only one that feels this way yeah why (laughs) yeah and i shouldn't feel this way you know i mean just because you're the only one that feels this way doesn't mean that you shouldn't feel that way like that's another big thing because like you are your own person too there's not like multiple stupids out there like you know where they're all just like i feel sad you feel sad we all feel sad you know what i mean like that's i don't know if that'll be a good thing either (laughs) No, but I mean, I think especially for you, like me knowing what you went through, it's like, 
that friendship of three thing happened like not once but like at least twice right mm-hmm. so or two or even three times right yeah. it's like it was a recurring thing so it makes sense that like that insecurity grew you know like i thought it makes sense you know yeah i'm so happy with where you are now like that's something that i've always wanted for you and so like seeing like that day come and we're having a freaking podcast episode about it like who would have thought i'm coming clean who would have thunk you know what i mean (laughs) yeah but like it's like also still the way you talk about it you're like ah man i was so immature it's just like super like it happens you know what i mean like it's okay like you don't have to also put yourself your past self down like that like look at this we made it (laughs) Yeah, we did. <laughs> Any other final thoughts on this? No. <laughs> and that's all for today, boobies. <laughs> Be sure to give us five stars on Spotify and po- Apple Podcasts. Oh my wow, God. it's been a while. It really has been. We pre-record a lot of episodes, guys. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Two Girls Pod. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye, boobies. Bye, boy. Bye.